Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach dedicated to inspiring women and the men who support them to rise up in life, love, and leadership. Well, there are so many health products and protocols on the market today that it's hard to know what's worth your time or money. Am I right? Well, today's guest, Katie Caps, shares how infrared light can help boost immunity, make you have younger-looking glowing skin, burn calories, lower cortisol, and increase serotonin. I mean, who doesn't want all that good stuff? Well, Katie is the co-founder and co-CEO of Higher Dose, a New York-based brand specializing in beauty biohacking and infrared light therapy. In this interview, we begin by talking about Katie's fascinating career path and end our discussion together as she shares her experience with Combo, an ancient healing ritual. And by the way, you may hear a bit of rumbling in the background from time to time, and that's just the subway running under her apartment. Now, before we jump into our conversation, quick question for you. Have you read my latest book? It's available on Amazon and entitled Empowered to Rise, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, Uncovering Your Superpowers, and Bringing Your Inspiration to the World. If you're looking to get unstuck and take your life to the next level, I want to encourage you to pick up Empowered to Rise. Currently has 18 five-star reviews, and if you've read the book, please go to Amazon and leave a review so that more people will learn what you think about the book. Go to insporising.com slash book. That's insporising.com slash book, and it will take you right to the Amazon page. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Katie Caps. Tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got interested in health and wellness, not only in terms of your life, but also for business. Sure, absolutely. Well, I started my career in investment banking at Merrill Lynch, actually. Um, So it's been quite a journey into health and wellness from that starting point. Um, As you can imagine, you know, finance is not the healthiest of industries. Um, There's a lot of uh, burning the candle on both ends, especially Manhattan investment banking. And when I started off in 2007, um, it was really like the heyday of of finance at that point in time. Bonuses were huge. Um, it was still kind of Wolf of Wall Street days where everybody was partying a lot, going out a lot. You know, even as interns, we were wined and dined like crazy to accept these like six figure offers right out of college. So it was really like the quintessential um, old school Manhattan finance experience and. You know, I'm really grateful that that's where I started my career because I learned, you know, a ton of useful skills, Excel, PowerPoint, how to read financial statements, how to think through company strategy. Um, I was surrounded by smart people. So that was like a really good way to get something valuable on my resume and learn skills that still serve me to this day in my career. Mm-hmm. Um But as I was alluding to, you know, the lifestyle was pretty hardcore. We would sometimes work until midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., go out all night, barely get any sleep, go straight back into the office. And, you know, I found myself on this cycle of just working, 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 partying, partying, partying. And at a certain point, you know, I think I remember I was about to get ready to go on a trip to Las Vegas and I'd lost my voice even before I left for the trip <laughs> from partying too hard. So, you know, when uh, 
when that's the state of affairs, you need to kind of like take a look at your lifestyle. Sure. So I basically realized what I was doing wasn't sustainable. And I started to cut out um, some of my vices. Like I quit smoking. I cut back on um, coffee. I switched to green tea. I, I really cut back on drinking. I would go weeks, you know, without drinking and just do it on special occasions. But I think most importantly and impactfully, I started running six miles a day. And that was a great um, substitute for the high that I would get from drinking. Instead of that, I would get the runner's high. Mm. And not only that, it just balanced like the stress of working in finance, especially this was then 2008, 2009, during the financial crisis, I especially needed ways to reduce my stress. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my cure. The running turned into my medicine. And once, you know, the industry really started to collapse and I saw all these people that had worked for Merrill Lynch for like 10 or 15 years, lose all their equity that they'd worked so hard for and lose their jobs and basically have to start over. You know, I looked myself in the mirror and thought, do I want to keep going in finance when there seems to be no loyalty really to employees? Or do I want to do something that means a lot to me and that I know I'll be happy doing every day? And, you know, I made the latter choice. And that's really how I decided to like dedicate myself to health and wellness. And um, I really haven't looked back since. And so you went from Merrill Lynch to Tough Mudder, is that correct? Yeah, I mean there was there was actually a period in between where I you know decided after Merrill Lynch that I was going to um spend some downtime training for a marathon. So I actually trained for the San Francisco Marathon. I ended up going out to San Francisco and getting a consulting job in venture capital. And that's when I started to meet like a lot of entrepreneurs and I got interested in the idea of starting my own business one day. Um, and around the same time, I met the owner of the San Francisco Marathon, and he invited me to come be second in command at his business. And that's when I, um, you know, started working in a small business environment and really fell in love with entre- entrepreneurship, for sure. So it was actually after that San Francisco period that I started working for Tough Mudder back in New York. Wanted to come to New York again. Um, I felt like Tough Mudder was going to take off. It was. 2010, 2011, right before the big mass participation event boom. And I got in to Tough Mudder as like the 15th employee. And by the time I left, there are 150. What would you say were the differences in terms of um, not only the environment, but things that you were learning from the finance industry into now kind of more of a health and wellness, but it's, you're actually having to do work. You know, it's not like you're just running all the time or working out and being with people, you know, like you're having to put on these events. What were the differences there between those two environments and maybe the different things that you were learning? Yeah, I think the biggest difference was um, in finance, I was really looking at businesses from a 20,000 foot level. Um, You know, I was analyzing lines on their balance sheet and thinking strategically about moves they might make in three to five years. But a Tough Mudder, even from day one, um, the work that I was doing and decisions that I was making, I could see the impact on the business immediately. Hmm. Um, so for instance, even like one of the first meetings I was in was a pricing discussion. And you know, based on an analysis I presented, 
we made a decision that made the company like half a million dollars the next day. So for me, that was much more rewarding than basically manipulating numbers on an Excel sheet to think about what could happen to a company in five years. It was just very tangible. And um, I felt like more creative in a way because you get to see the the fruits of your labor manifest more quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people take a lo- maybe longer time period to shift than you did to go from perhaps money to meaning, not to say that there's not money in, embedded in meaning, but you know that shift from money to meaning. Um, if somebody's kind of thinking about that transition, that had to have been, I don't know, maybe it wasn't scary for you. It's scary for a lot of people though, you know what I mean? To transition from one, maybe seeking a value that's more uh, creative or based in meaning as opposed to something that might be more traditional, maybe something that's um, more driven toward money. What are your thoughts on helping somebody think through that transition for themselves? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, most of the time when I'm talking about my career story and and everything, I, I, I gloss over some of those ugly parts or some of the scary parts mm-hmm. um, and some of the fears that I had. So I'm really glad you asked that question. And I think you know, number one, if you can look at your your network and what kind of safety nets you have, I feel like that can always give you reassurance. And, you know, to be honest with you, for a little while, I ended up like living with my brother and after Merrill Lynch, just because it was a way to cut cost. And, you know, I wanted to be close to him anyway. And I was really just focused on training for a marathon. Um, so I think if you're willing to like, make some sacrifices and just be resourceful and rely on family and friends. That's super helpful and probably sounds really obvious, but was something that I did. And then I think further along, you know, when I was starting at Higher Dose, in the middle of starting Higher Dose, it was obviously like meaningful work that I was super passionate about. And I asked myself, you know, worst case scenario, if we aren't able to raise money, if this doesn't, doesn't take off, what's my life going to look like? And I, I said, you know, if nothing else, I'll be able to use the infrared sauna every day. And that was making me so happy at that point in time that I figured I don't mind if I have to wait tables, work at a coffee shop to make this happen. If I can use the sauna every day, then I'm good. And then that took like a lot of the fear out of the rest of the process because, you know, I was happy with worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. I love worst case scenario. A lot of people hate talking about it, but I love it because I once I look at it, I go, Ma, that's not that bad. I could do that. You know, whatever it is. And most people's worst case scenario is not living on the streets, right? There's there's usually some sort of safety net there, whether it's, like you said, waiting tables, uh, working at Starbucks, living with a family member. It becomes a little bit more challenging when you have younger kids um, at home. You know, the worst case scenario gets a little bit more stressful when it's like, what are we going to do here as a family? But especially as a single person or maybe where the kids are getting out of the home, worst case scenario is not that bad. You can make it. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. You know, if, you know, I'm sure a lot of people right now are reevaluating their options with the, the coronavirus. And if you are single, that's, you know, it's a great time to just reimagine your life. That's true. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So tell me about Higher Dose and how you met your co-founder. 
what it's all about. Infrared therapy, sauna. Come on. This is like, is this legit stuff? Am I just sitting under lights, baking, feeling good about the heat? What's going on? Come on. Come on. <laughs> all right. Well, there's, there's a lot of parts to that question, but I guess I'll just um, pick up where we left off in terms of talking about Tough Mudder. So after Tough Mudder, um, I wanted to start my own company in wellness. And I was interested in a lot of different modalities. I kind of shifted away from running to get high naturally because it was kind of hard on the body to things like acupuncture, colonics, Reiki, um, super alternative. I was super interested in holistic health. You know, I thought, do I go to chiropractic school? Do I become an acupuncturist? Really? Like just had my mind pretty much wide open. Did you grow up with this kind of, you know, voodoo medicine stuff? Like, did you grow up with this or not? Or was this new for you? (laughs) Um, Not at all. No, I, I actually grew up in Columbus, Ohio, which is pretty much, you know, as non, uh, non voodoo witchcraft as it gets. But I, I guess I always had an adventurous spirit and that's how I stumbled on all these different phases of my life. Um, I was an athlete growing up, so I was always, you know, a really good runner and I, uh, played lacrosse and tennis and field hockey. And I, I always loved being active and using my body. So I guess that is a common thread, but then, you know, when you're in New York, um, and you have a little bit of extra cash, there are so many other options. And honestly, too, you know, at the time, I think I was in my late twenties and I started to have a little bit of a outburst of adult acne, which, um, you know, I tried traditional dermatologists and Accutane and all these like prescription drugs and they hadn't really worked out for me. So I started, you know, doing some reading and stumbled on, um, some books about plant-based diets and colonics. And I guess that's, you know, truth be told a lot of what also pushed me, um, in the holistic health direction. But then, you know, while I was originally investigating it because of my skin, I found that the wonderful benefit was that I got this natural high from it too. Mm. So um, I kind of became obsessed with anything in that area that I could try. And I ended up doing some consulting work for some of the people that ran these wellness centers. And as I was doing that consulting work, um, I just happened to get introduced to my now business partner, Lauren, who um, introduced me to infrared. She'd worked, she'd been working for this nutritional supplement startup and her job was to be the brand ambassador and also um, to head up innovation. And she, you know, talked to all these doctors and scientists and athletes and was really trying to triangulate what the next big trend would be. Mm. And infrared sauna just kept coming up in every conversation So, you know, she went and tried it and immediately fell in love. And that's when she like really did thorough research on the benefits and was blown away by how it can help boost immunity, how it makes you have young looking, glowing skin. It's a workout without working out because you burn calories while you sit there. Um, It lowers cortisol and increases serotonin. It's great for athletes for muscle pain and recovery. And like the list just went on and on. Mm. And now she had more of a background and modeling and fitness and hosting and brand ambassador. Whereas I had this startup finance, more of an executive kind of background. And when we met, she told me about infrared and I tried the sauna next day, the next day and was hooked. And we just started working together from day one. 
let's be honest. All this social distancing, working from home, educating the kids, listening to the news, it's more than overwhelming. It's corona-whelming. See what I did there? Now imagine, just for a moment, if that buzz of anxiety, that heaviness of worry, if all of that was lifted from you. Imagine what it can feel like if you are willing to embrace your power to make creative, thoughtful decisions about your future. Not only is this possible, it's exactly what you can expect when you apply the principles that I teach in a powerful mini course called Overcoming Corona Whelm. If you go to insporising.com slash overcoming, that's insporising.com slash overcoming, learn more about this short mini course called Overcoming Corona Whelm. If you use the coupon code PEACE50, you'll get $50 off. For those who have not done it before, I know it can come in different containers, so to speak. Like, is this something that you go into a room, like another kind of sauna? Is it smaller than that? Tell me, what do these containers look like? What am I getting into? Yeah, I mean, so what you look, what it looks like is basically a small woodshed um, that you just get in with maybe one other person, but they're really like a private experience versus some of these group saunas that you see at gyms. Um, it's not like that, especially at our spas in New York. We really um, make an extra effort to create a, a wellness sanctuary for people. Some of our locations are in hotels. So you'll have your own hotel room for an hour. You walk in and instead of a bed, you see this one or two person infrared sauna. Then you have your own bathroom and shower where you can you know, have a private experience there afterwards. Um, so it's really a way to like shut out you know, the rest of the city and noise. And it's not like a crowded gym. I like how you describe it. You're like, there's a bathroom and shower where you can have your private experience. I'm like, wow, that sounds like fancy. Like, <laughs> as opposed to you can take a shower afterwards. You know, you can have this private experience. You got to sell them a dream. I right? love it. Yes. Yeah. Fancy. Yes, we try. Um, so that's what the, you know, that's what infrared saunas look like. But the real you know, and the question that I get asked often, which I'm sure would, was going to be a follow-up is in terms of the science of traditional saunas versus infrared. Um, so infrared is actually an invisible heat that penetrates your body three inches deep, whereas traditional saunas um, are a very superficial penetration. So maybe just like a couple centimeters. And because infrared goes so much deeper um, under the skin, you actually push out water molecules that are stored three inches below the surface that contain toxins, environmental pollutants, radiation, you know, these basically bad things that are stored in your body that you want to get out and usually can't come out through sweating in an infrared sauna. And because the heat's going deeper, you actually can sweat more at a lower temperature. So infrared saunas um, are typically around 160 degrees, whereas traditional saunas are 212. So that means when you're doing an infrared sauna session, you can withstand the heat a lot easier and therefore stay in longer and therefore burn more calories. So a lot of people have no problem doing, you know, a 45 to 60 minute session. And in that period of time, you can burn anywhere between 400 and 600 calories. So, you know, need I say more for most folks? Wow. Wow. And you have an infrared sauna blanket, like something you actually get it's, it looks more like a sleeping bag to me, but maybe that doesn't sound as sexy to sell. Infrared sauna sleeping bag. 
Yeah. Either way, you know, it's, it, it was hard to name the product because there's no real example of burrito and for a yeah. burrito. We could have, we thought about that. That was on the short list. Um, might bring it back one day, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's essentially like our take home version of the infrared sauna. You know, most people, especially New Yorkers don't have room for a sauna in their apartment. Um, they also weigh 500 pounds. So they're super clunky to like put together and they're, you know, they're pretty expensive. They can be, you know, between five and $8,000. Um, so this was really like our solution for people that couldn't make that commitment of getting an actual sauna. So our blankets um, are $4.99. They only weigh 15 pounds instead of 500. And you can, you know, hide them under a bed or store them under a couch. They're super portable. Some people even travel with them. And they gave you, they give you actually the the same calorie burn, the same exact detox. same really not exactly the same. So they give you, um, I would say like eighty percent of the benefits of the of the infrared saunas we have at Higher Dose. The only difference is they are only far infrared, and then the saunas themselves are full spectrum. So they're near mid and far. And in terms of the difference, the the near and the mid infrared is really good for deep skin regeneration. So um, near infrared can actually like heal wounds. If you have like a stubborn wound that you want to start to get to go away, hmm. near infrared can do that. So our blankets are not as therapeutic when it comes to those skin healing properties. But like I said, they will give you the same calorie burn. They'll give you the same detox. They're same immunity boost. And also that same rush of happy chemicals. Um, so the decrease in serotonin or the decrease in cortisol and increase in serotonin. Mm-hmm. How often do you personally enjoy an infrared therapy experience? I try to go at least two or three times a week. Um, in the beginning of quarantine, I was just going every day to really boost my immunity. And I felt absolutely amazing. Um, and there's really no limit to how often you can do it. It's just a matter of making sure you're staying hydrated and, um, not overdoing it in terms of tons of workouts and the sauna because it, it is like a workout. So you might want to do it on the days where you don't work out. I heard you say that it will get your heart rate up to like a light jog. Is that right? Am I correct on that? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's basically, replicating a light jog in a way. Um, it's raising your core body temperature. So it's getting like the blood pumping and increase in circulation. And yeah, it's almost, it's almost like you're running while you're sitting there. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, I want to talk to you about some other health regimens, explorations that you do. I was looking on your Instagram and, um, you know, you're like a fashion model, of course. Come on. <laughs> like CEO fashion model here. And part of it is you're exploring these other modalities. I'm not even sure how to say this correctly. Is it cambo? Combo? I believe it's combo. Okay. Tell me all about it. What is it and what did you experience? Because I know you recently experienced this. Yeah. So a little bit of background. I, uh, I am quarantining right now and I ended up getting kind of an accidental quarantine roommate, um, that is an herbalist. And so she's familiar with all different types of plant remedies, plant medicine. Um, 
And, you know, as a lot of people are right now, I've been trying to work on myself, trying to, you know, reduce bad habits and experiment with better ones. And she really recommended trying combo because it's, you know, it's known to be like a spiritual and emotional detox, but also really a physical detox. So, um, the, the peptides and the combo actually boost immunity, but what is combo? It's frog poison. So it's used, um, it's been used in the Amazon and by indigenous populations as a detox and a cleanse. And, um, the way that it's administered is you have a shaman or a trained practitioner that's familiar with the poison, um, come into your space and they actually, is she a shaman? She's not a shaman, but she knew a shaman that could come do this for us. So we organized a little quarantine shaman ceremony and uh, the shaman burns little holes into your arm or your neck or wherever you decide to get the poison placed. How do they do? First of all, first of all, for a lot of our listeners, we've talked about shamans before, but I love, you know, this is full on voodoo. So what does this shaman look like? I mean, is this person dressed in like, you know, uh, Cuban African garb or are they showing up in a three piece suit? What is this person looking like? Well, this is what you'll love. So this woman is was actually a New York lawyer. So she basically could have easily been rocking in in a Chanel power suit. Um, but I find, you know, much like myself in finance and then needing healing, she found that she was burnt out in her career and needed a lot of healing work. And then, you know, found plant medicine as a way to ease her mind and anxiety. And it's really been working for her. So she basically looked like a put together lawyer that was then wearing flowy yoga pants and some cool like feather earrings. Um, of course. Kind of like straddled both worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So she walks in. Are you putting yep. on music? Are you putting out candles? Do you throw the lights down? Or is she just whipping out a stick and burns your arm? I mean... <laughs> She's not the whip out the stick for the arm shaman, but that sounds like she's a fun. More, she's got some more foreplay to it. Yeah, she does. She's like has a little seduction going on, um, where she sets up a she set up an altar with like a couple like sacred pieces, some crystals, um, and just like spiritually charged items. And then prior to uh, serving the combo, she actually serves rape, which is. It's a blend of herbs and tobacco that are used in these same ceremonies that actually get blown into your nose and through your brain. And basically it's like this feeling of grounding that kind of like prepares you um, to sit into a spiritual experience. So that's- She's got it burning in some sort of thing and then she just starts blowing it in your face. Yeah, it's basically like, it's not lit. It's just a powder. It's oh, a magic, okay. like a powder tobacco. Okay. Um, and she blows it into your nose through a little pipe. And then the next step is the actual combo. So that's when she gets a stick that looks kind of like a shish kebab skewer. I knew it was she, a stick. Yep. You knew it. You called it. She takes a lighter, lights the end of it, and then picks the points where she's going to burn you and expose your flesh underneath the surface of your skin. And she actually did three points on my arm. Oh, I guess the viewers can't see. I was going to show you. I'll show you at the end. Um, And she puts a little bucket beside you 
in case you throw up because often, you know, part of the process is purging. Um, and then, yeah, she administered the first little bit of the frog poison that looked like a piece of gel. She put it in the first burn in my arm and I immediately, um, felt a wave of heat come over me and my heart started to beat. I swear to swear it was like 150 beats a minute. Like I felt like I was finishing a marathon. And, um, then I got kind of like a wave of nausea and then my blood pressure just totally dropped to the point where I felt like all the blood was rushing out of my body and I felt completely cold. So it was a real roller coaster. And that was just the first point. Um, then she like finished it off, put in three more or two more, um, poison drops and yeah, you just kind of like sit with it. You go through the feeling of nausea. A lot of people will throw up or have to go to the bathroom. Luckily I didn't have to purge at all, which was great. And then about 30 minutes later, you just feel this total euphoria and total clarity. And, you know, I, I read online that, um, the effects are similar to morphine, but 40 times more powerful. So you can just imagine how blissful and euphoric you feel. Wow. And it actually lasts for a little while after I'm still feeling that buzz, which is probably why I'm talking so much. So apologies. And where does she get this frog? I would have had a bazillion questions before she did all this, but where does she get the frog juice? That's a good one. I'll have to ask her next time. I just probably would say she'd have to kill you if she told you. Exactly. Or maybe she has frogs all in her apartment. That could be. She could have a frog farm. That, you know, new new business idea there. Yeah. So I don't even know what to say to this. And so you did this because <laughs> it was just an opportunity. It was something new. It could provide clarity. Were you experience, Were you seeking to have a breakthrough? Something that you were challenged with? Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you... Like I, like you can imagine from me telling you my story about my finance background, I am, I do have a tendency to work hard, play hard, you know, while I'm baseline into health and wellness, I do like to go out and have fun and, and party, especially, you know, being single in New York. And I just, you know, with the quarantine and not being able to go out, I decided to take a break from drinking. And so I was looking for other things to make me not have that craving to help with any kind of like remaining addiction and also just to like feel good without that. So, um, I think it's, you know, I, I'm just open to whatever is a piece of the puzzle in that equation. And I got to say, I have felt amazing since then. So I think it's going to be helpful. Yeah. Good, good, good. Do you find that alcohol is something, you know, we all have things that we turn to to kind of cope or self-soothe. Do you find that alcohol is that for you? That's kind of the thing. Like for me, it's food. Like for, you know what I mean? Is that kind of your yeah. thing? Well, I think because I'm so social um, that it always is popping up into my life mm -hmm. because yeah. such a big part of socializing in New York is going up to a bar, meeting up for a drink. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I've got a pretty strong constitution, so I can, I can handle my liquor pretty well. <laughs> um, so I just kind of looked at it as, you know, this is what I do to connect with people and to bond and to relax. But then, you know, it's it. The thing about alcohol is it does really dull the senses and it actually can make you look kind of silly and unintelligent in conversation and create the opposite of the intended purpose. Um, so that's why 
you know, I, I wouldn't say that I need it in terms of if I'm having a rough day, I'm like, Oh, I really need a drink. I used as, as a way to connect, but now I'm just looking for better ways. Mm-hmm. There's actually been a couple of books that have just come out in the last six months uh, by younger women about sobriety and the movement towards sobriety. Um, so those are, it might be a couple of books that might be of interest to you. Oh yeah. Have I you heard of any one. specific ones that um, people are raving about? Yeah, there's actually two and I don't have them on the top of my head, but I'll give them to you after the interview and I can include them for our um, listeners. So that could be of interest. I know that it's a, you know, alcohol is such a pervasive um, tool um, for connection. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. And yet, um, you know, some people are wondering, is the downside perhaps greater than the upside um, over time, you know? And uh, everybody has their own path. Um, for me, for whatever reason, I have not, I've had alcohol here and there, but um, it's not a part of my life. It's not something that I, for me, the downside is just so tremendous. I just see that people have the experience with the DUI and the financial cost and the cost on their families. And, um, you know, in a place like Brooklyn or Manhattan, that's probably not an issue of having a DUI, but most of the other rest of the issue, you know, places in the world that is. Um, so I don't know. It, the upsides are there. It's definitely fun, but the downsides are are big. Yeah, agreed. And especially as you get older and the stakes are higher, it's like, okay, let's we've done enough of this. We've been to enough bars, <laughs> enough bars and benders for a lifetime. So come on, guys. What else is there? So yeah, I'm There's looking combo. We're gonna have a combo bar. Frog poison. Exactly. Come on. That cannot be legal. There's no way that's legal. But I think that would be tough to get VC money funding for that of combo bar. That'd be tough. Well, I like a good challenge. So now that now that you threw that out there, (laughs) might have to give you an update in a couple weeks. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So if people want the infrared blanket, infrared sauna blanket, they can go to higher dose h-i-g-h-e-r-d-o-s-e.com is this picture is this you on the front of this website um i wish maybe by the end of quarantine but no that's a friend of ours okay all right um and the infrared sauna blanket is available and if you're in new york there are all sorts of locations to go and have a fancy experience and you know i was looking at the pricing i mean that's not that expensive. Like for an hour, $65, right? Yeah, we try and make it affordable for people so that they can make it part of their everyday lifestyle. I mean, you said it was fancy, but that's not that fancy. A therapist is 125 150 an hour or 65 That's half price of a therapist. Leaves you, you know, you're still a wreck, but you feel good. <laughs> you can just do it more. Do it every day. Yeah, and you get your own hotel room for... Uh, for that hour, so and you can have just a good date experience in the bathroom afterwards. Yeah, yeah, all all kinds of upside. Shout so hopefully, if you're if you're ever in New York, uh, love to host you. I would love that, Katie. Thanks for sharing your journey. It's very interesting, and thanks for being willing to talk about combo. I'm gonna have to look for a local shaman. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for letting me share, and it was really nice talking to you, David. If you found Katie to be inspiring or helpful in any way, please share this episode with a friend. Just take a screenshot on your phone, 
text it to them, tell them to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on their favorite podcast app. And if you're looking for a short teaching series, I want to encourage you to check out Overcoming Corona Whelm. It's at insporising.com slash overcoming. All right, love you guys. Have a wonderful week.